This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. rebooting ourselves already yeah. <laughs> kevin smith waited 20 fucking years and we're doing it hello everybody and welcome back to the thundercast my name is christian my name is lucas and i'm liam here for another podcast that just talks about movies today's episode is sponsored by the shape the shape. The shape. Oh. Uh, no, no. Do you know how like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. Wait, Michael Myers is the shape. I already oh. screwed up. Oh, no. I already screwed up the intro. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, you know what? This time we're plowing through it. All right. Uh, and this today we're coming live from Elm Street. I'm very scared. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm gonna get nightmares. So I'm not entirely sure. Oh no! Don't go to sleep. <laughs> I never die. sleep. No, we're all, we're all insomniacs. No. Um, today we're uh, gonna kick it back old school to what is our seventh episode. Uh, which was originally called A Reason to Talk About Creep. But on this episode, we're doing our Halloween hangover episode. Uh, we're, we're recording this about a week after Halloween, less than that. Actually, Halloween is on uh, Thursday. Yeah, 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 just a couple days. Yeah, so what, like four or five days ago? Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about horror films, but this time we're not just going to gush about Creep. We're not going to be creeps about Creep. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's probably a wise idea. Yeah, so um, the usual flow. We're going to talk yeah. about what we've seen for four. 45 fucking minutes so here we go <laughs> fuck the doodle do i'll let i'll let liam fill uh field this first all right so uh <laughs> you were thrown off by that because i usually yeah. throw it to lucas <laughs> a little bit but yeah. it's all right i was um, a little hurt to be honest no equal um, oppor- this is an equal opportunity podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's three white guys yeah <laughs> free average white suburbanite slob yeah, that's right <laughs> um so, uh, I didn't really get to see a whole lot this week. The one time you throw to Liam. The one time I throw to Liam. <laughs> he hasn't seen a fucking thing. Um, because uh, I did watch two things, but I'm probably going to talk about those with uh, yeah. uh, Christian over there. Yeah. Um, I guess the big one I'll watch because I can't say enough good things about this is I watched Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. Oh right, yeah, you mm. you were fucking stoked about it. Yeah. For... And, and from what I have seen, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, uh. For those of you, or those of our audience who don't know, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky is the, uh, uh, he was the creator of uh, Dexter's Lab, yep. Samurai Jack, as well as that awesome hand-drawn Samurai Jack-esque uh, Clone Wars show from the early 2000s. Yeah, huh. with one of the greatest uh, Kit Fisto interpretations ever. It totally. And a version of it makes General Grievous actually, gasp, scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, so, Primal is... Uh, um, when the first trailers came out, it looked kind of just like uh, Samurai Jack, but with a caveman. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not really bad at all. It essentially follows uh, um, a caveman um, who uh, the only name given to him, not even in the show, is Spear, who um, essentially, uh, through some circumstances, I'm going to do what I can not to spoil anything because this show was like an experience. Um, Eight episodes? Um, five. Five. Um, so essentially he... Uh, through some circumstances, develops a companion in a T-Rex known as uh, uh, Fang and essentially follows their journey and survivals through a prehistoric land. Like, there's an episode where um, it's literally just them learning to live with each other. Right. As, like, he's trying to hunt, but the T-Rex just keeps eating everything. Eating everything he catches, that is. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, this, this, it sounds like a buddy cop film. 
And the coolest, the no, biggest, not fig- a buddy, not a buddy cop. <laughs> uh, no, it's like the it lives up to its title in the term primal, like because uh, outside of it being fucking violent as all hell, like seriously, there's uh, one I think it was episode there's one point in episode five which is some of the bloodiest, like most violent stuff I've seen on television yeah, in a while. Cool. cool. Um, the animation, I mean, given from uh, Gendy is absolutely insane, but this one has the benefit of there is no dialogue whatsoever. Like, uh, all of, uh, Spears, uh, dialogue is communicated just through grunts and shouting, and, like, there's, ro- and just roars and whatnot. That's how Liam gets his mates, too, is his grunts and shouting. Yeah. Um, you should hear him in the bedroom. I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> there's, uh... Um, it's a little bit more, yeah, it's a little bit more like that. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a, he sounds like a bicycle horn. <laughs> That was a weird sound you just made. I <laughs> it love was, it. you know, you know. <laughs> one great. T- there was a there's an unreleased episode of this show, which I'm pretty sure it will never see the light of day. Where I get, I, we talked about it on the last episode, where I got really mad at Liam because he made a really loud sound. That was like that sound, but tolerable. So, <laughs> so that one's acceptable. Yeah, we have a whiteboard that we can write Liam's acceptable sounds on. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, how we're gonna, how are we gonna spell that. I don't know, like a, two Q's and an upside down exclamation point. Good enough. I mean, I, w- I mean, I was going to make another sound, but I-, I don't really think that's appropriate for this kind of show. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Liam's, um, that's Liam's solo show. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, uh, again, uh, uh, just for animation, like, absolute, like, no dialogue alone is kind of just stuff that I've really, that I absolutely dug. Because yeah. um, in, like, Gendy's past shows, like, uh, even Samurai Jack or Clone Wars, where the dialogue is still, is very limited. Very there minimal. Is, yeah, there is still talking. But this one, it's just like, it just shows what you can do with just raw animation alone. That's cool. Um, there's also the fact that... It's a bit, little bit more, like, polygon than the other ones, hey? Like, like the it's a lot sharper. A lot of the angles are really sharp and pointy compared to things like the Clone Wars. Uh, not as pointy, actually. No? Like, because in the Clone Wars, uh, Dooku's chin almost is as sharp as a knife. Yeah. Um, while uh, here, like, the, it's a little bit more round, a little bit more cartoony. Like, um, like it's balanced out a lot more. So G- Gendy also did uh, the Hotel Transylvania films as well. So he did. Uh, That's a, diff- a very different style. Yeah, <laughs> it, although you can kind of see the influence. There was in a lot it, of points. Right? He was, about it, yeah. He was also supposed to do a Popeye movie. Yeah, which uh, they have released the test footage from, and I think that would have been a great movie. It look it would it would have been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Hotel Transylvania ma- movies made Adam Sandler like not terrible. Yeah, they made him cool again, yeah. which um, is wild. The Sandman. I, I think also <laughs> the biggest thing I will uh, praise uh, I will praise this for, and especially on Adult Swim's part, which is that for the past few years, you guys know, but I've been complaining about how there has been like not really any diversity or um or variety in a, in animation, especially animation for adults. Like everything. Like do you mean do you mean like visually? Um, kind of that, but also kind of like um just the way stories are. Like I'm, get, I was getting really tired of like, uh, guess what? It's uh, it's just uh, it's a sitcommy type style. It follows an alcoholic. Hey, hey, um, that, that show starts up on Sunday. Okay? Hey, BoJack Horseman's great. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, but I mean, like, just the fact that that's kind of all we were really getting. Um, but then like we have this, and it just came and kicked me in the balls, and I was just wanted to be like, I'm sorry, Adult Swim. I'm sorry, I doubted you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. If you guys get the chance, I would highly recommend checking oh, it. Yeah, out. and it's not very long, right? Each episode's only like ten minutes. Until, thirty minutes. Until, yeah, because until thirty you... minutes. Each oh, episode's nice. thirty minutes. Uh, yeah. Each episode's about twenty to thirty minutes. Oh, shit! Wow. Because nice. when you first mentioned it was about a caveman and a T Rex, I'm like, oh, a kids show. Then you're like, it's brutally violent. I'm like, not a kids show. <laughs> not a kids show. Uh, adult it, Swim. Yeah. There's, even, there's also uh, stuff that even just kicks in my inner man child, which is watching a T Rex fight a mammoth. 
Yeah. That's pretty great. Man. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, but that was the really uh, big one I watched. Like, I'm not sure who we want to go next because the other stuff I'm just probably going to yeah, talk we'll about. Yeah, let, we'll let Lucas go. All right. Um, I read a book. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Last week, I, I don't think I talked about books for the last two years. No, no. But this time I did read a book. It's called Jade City. Uh, it's the first book in a saga called The Greenbone Saga, and it is super cool. It's essentially the Godfather, but with kung fu and magic. Okay, Whoa. I thought it was yeah. gonna be like uh, uh, Scarface meets the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not I mean, quite. Not that quite. would be pretty cool, but but no, uh, but no, a Godfather plus meets uh, magic and kung fu and stuff. It's really cool. Um, it follows like sort of the three head members of this crime. It's not a crime family technically, because what they are like an actual part of the structure of the city in this world that they exist existed in our world they'd definitely be crime families because there's a lot of uh murder and stuff would right. you say that it's um, almost like a dynasty or like a uh... yeah 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 it's kind of a dynasty because it's all um run by the same family it's very like asian inspired like there's the city structure is kind of like kind of like hong kong but also there's elements of japan in there because it's like a lone island isolated state sort of thing and like they're, they're the only um place in the world that uh that can produce jade and jade in this world is a magical substance and if people who are sensitive enough uh to jade wear it they kind of gain these powers they can amplify certain things about themselves right. their speed this like reverse like kryptonite sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like if some people who are too sensitive wear it they go crazy and like you know, kryptonite yeah like kryptonite. <laughs> and some people are just completely immune to its effects just depending right. on like kryptonite yeah. <laughs> kind of like kryptonite except it's, a, it's green. It's green. Yeah. You two so clearly you don't understand kryptonite. What? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just going with what you said. <laughs> what the fuck is this nerd talking about? <laughs> but it's, it's uh, really interesting because like, it's it's sort of a fantasy world that I hadn't really ever encountered. Uh, and I plan to read the second one soon. How many um, of them? Uh, there's only two so far. I don't know how many the author plans to write, but uh, first one was great. Now, second of all, how long before it becomes an HBO original show? Uh, well, it's not about white people, so probably never. <laughs> Hulu only a Hulu original, or yeah. maybe an animation. Maybe, yeah, maybe Adult um, Swim. I don't no like. Uh, we kind of did grow up in that age where animation was really starting to become influenced more by Japan or whatnot, yeah. to a point where we got a Batman show where Bruce Wade looks like animated Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, unrelated to what Lucas was talking. You know what started last night was uh, His Dark Materials. Yeah, did yeah, we, yeah. We talked about that on the way here. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Did you watch yeah. it? No, I haven't watched oh, okay. it. I'm I was, looking forward to it. I thought you were going to be like, on that note, <laughs> we need to watch that. We should, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to uh, stream yeah. it legally. Yeah, Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda is in that I one. heard, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. James McAvoy and um, Weapon X. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> or no, uh, it's uh, X-23. X-23, fuck. Oh, Hang man, on. you fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. I mean, not the first time in this episode alone. <laughs> um, I also, I watched uh, Beetlejuice, the movie, because I got really into Beetlejuice, the musical recently. I didn't, really. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even know they did a musical. It, it's recent. It kind of just came out. Because it came up on my, like, I was listening to Spotify on Halloween and it mm-hmm. was it was in the, the Halloween playlist. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. That that living thing, hey, the, yeah. that 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 the whole being dead, dead thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that may for some reason I don't know why, but it's really making me think of that attraction they used to have at Universal Studios when I went there the first time, where it was literally just Beetlejuice and a bunch of Universal type monsters running a rock and roll <laughs> show. No, I haven't actually seen the show. I've seen some uh, clips they did during promo, but uh, the music is great. It's got kind of a punky vibe to it. Um, the the singer who plays Lydia in the movie Winona Ryder's character, the goth chick um is she's has, not really goth <laughs> i mean 
emo. The the, the media's the, the media's sort of view of goth. There are goths currently rolling over in their grave right now, <laughs> and that oddly enough, that's where they sleep. That's not actually they're not actually dead. <laughs> they're listening to the podcast, yeah. laying in bed, and they're yeah. like, "Ah, oh, fuck this guy." It's a coffin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're but, upside down too for some fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and personally, I like the musical more than I like the movie. Yeah, the movie's great. It's very funny, but um, the the musical kind of adds a little bit of depth to it. Lydia is the main character in in the musical, not uh, not Barbara and Adam, um, but they Alan. give. Her, hmm? It's Alan. It's no, Adam. it's Adam. No, yeah. it's Alan. It's Adam. Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alan Alec Baldwin. I see the connection. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I actually forgot about it, but I did watch Beetlejuice again recently as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oddly um, enough, I did too. Yeah. Just, oh man, that's yeah, weird. Just one day when I was at work, uh, I was it was just on the TV. Um, and like, uh, it's a movie I still really like. It's, I still argue that it's not really about anything, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's not really supposed to. Either. No, no, that's, that's not the problem. Yeah. It's it, not a problem with the movie. It's, it just doesn't make a whole yeah, lot of sense. That's yeah. fine. The movie really is just a cool visual experiment and showcase of what Tim Burton is good at and what he likes. Yeah. And also Michael Keaton being weird. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it, it's sometimes it's hard to see him in that role. It is, you know? especially it given is. we know Michael Keaton the way we do now. Yeah, as kind of the, the intense, scary guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at that time he was still Mr. Mom. That was before yeah, he was Batman. That's true. Yeah, that's multiplicity true. guys. There was yeah. three of them in that movie. Oh man. Yeah. And then the, at the end of that movie, they go and open a pizza shop. <laughs> yeah. Who knew that Michael Keaton had range? I know. <laughs> I don't know. I remember there was a time when he was a creepy looking snowman in a movie. That movie is fucking that is terrible, true. but that I watch true. it every Christmas. <laughs> Jack Frost. Why? He he cuz he put he makes snow boobies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else Lucas? Uh, um uh, yeah, I saw this, the first half of the last season of BoJack Horseman. Right on. Yeah. And that show does not have any right to be as good as it is. <laughs> fucking horse <laughs> yeah it's it's about a sad animated horse and it's does he know he's animated i don't think so i think <laughs> he thinks he's a real person now what if that's how it ends <laughs> holy shit that'll blow your uh, fucking mind Lucas. but like when i when i saw like when i saw there's only eight episodes and i was on episode seven i kind of started panicking because like i re- suddenly realized i was not emotionally ready for this show to end and then i'm like oh wait there's another whole another half of the season right Whew, good. <laughs> you could you could finally rest assured yeah you go to bed. i have still never seen a full single episode of bojack yeah, fine. i mean i know lucas here said off the show but there are some days where he's like you know i think Liam would really like it but then there are other days where he'd be like fuck this shit <laughs> yeah i feel like Liam would either love it or hate it there's nothing in between no that's like most things honestly that's true. yeah that's true However, a number of things I'm pretty just indifferent towards. Like women. <laughs> no, sorry, that's that's their feeling to you. Yeah, yeah that's oh, right. That was, Ow. Sick burn, boom roasted. Uh, uh, one day they'll realize I'm pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else, Lucas? Uh, that's about it. Yeah, right on. Uh, so... Like uh, Liam was saying earlier, he and I, he and I did uh, watch a couple films together. But there's a few things that I want to mention on my list first. Uh, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion three, um, pretty religiously for the past four days or three days, I suppose. Like today alone, I played for eight hours. Uh, I'd fucking love that game. <laughs> like it's way too easy at times, and also way too challenging at at other times. Okay, and sounds like when I play Mario sixty four. Pretty, it's. I mean, the most Mario games are like that. Like they 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 introduce you to the to the game, and you're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be a breeze, and then you fucking get your ass kicked like every three minutes, and you you don't expect it. Also, there's a dedicated just like the uh, GameCube version. There's a dedicated Mario button where you hit it, and Luigi just goes Mario. <laughs> 
Mario. <laughs> or you hit it again and it'll go, Mario. It's fucking something else. And then you have a pet dog, a ghost dog, named mm. uh, name, uh, Polter Pup, and you can pet the dog. And oh. when Luigi sees the dog, he goes, Poppy. <laughs> uh, my impression coming through my own headphones right now kind of blow my fucking mind. Pretty good. <laughs> Nintendo, hire me. Um, I also, before you guys got here, started watching this YouTube channel that you might have gotten in your recommended for. Uh, the guy's name is Investment Joy. Uh, that's the name of the channel. And uh, he has an entire series so far about owning a laundromat. And <laughs> it's fucking enthralling <laughs> like i mean most of the video is just him counting quarters but he talks about the the profitability of owning a laundromat and it is just so fucking entertaining i don't know what it is but there's just something about i lean we've talked about this before how the most profitable um thing to own as a business is is a parking lot yep it's a parking oh yeah lot. Like, honestly, we've done the math. We'll do a there whole episode on, another day about, was about honestly, how profitable it is to run a, there uh, was, a parking lot. Uh, there was honestly one time when Christian and I were just watching UHF. And I was like, why is it that in movies the bad guy always wants to take some take out a business and turn it into a parking lot? Because it's hella profitable. <laughs> Su- yeah, super lucrative. And we sat down and we just started doing the math and that, figured out. It's like, wow, we should just quit our jobs and open a parking open lot. Open a parking lot. We'll do a whole episode about the math on it another day. But... Uh, I'm now I'm starting to look at uh, laundromats as a as a as a business opportunity. So you know, yeah. but the movies that Liam and I watch together, make it make it a make it a parking lot and a laundromat. Yeah, yeah, I can Let's own the lo- I can loan the parking lot in front of the laundromat. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. better than my business idea of buying up the town of Banff, tearing it down to build a super highway through it, as well as a beef jerky factory. It's funny because you've mentioned that before on the on the podcast <laughs> and. Honestly, no. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're, it's laundromat or, or parking lot or bust, Liam. What or, about, or podcasting. We'll see whatever becomes the most lucrative. Okay. What, about go, what about going to Colorado and starting a farm? Sure, we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, you. I know what kind of farm you want to start. You <laughs> fucking drug addict. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, it's legal. No, uh, that's true, yeah. It's right. the legal kind that he's growing. Yeah. yeah, cabbage. Yeah, he's yeah. growing cabbage <laughs> with a little, just with a little <laughs> bit of jazz. Everyone's buying there's, the cabbage. Uh, there's this great Twitter uh, account, Lucas, called Cabbage Facts that I think you should follow. I think I've, I think you've seen I've seen you retweet Me them. retweet them. It's yeah. just it's just a cabbage. It's just like <laughs> I would like one of the tweets was like uh, uh, I would do No Nut November, but I can't because I'm allergic to nuts. So, <laughs> there's no a No Nut Year for me is what it is. <laughs> but it's a cabbage. Anyway, beside the point. So Liam and I watched monster squad on halloween uh, nice. have, you ever, have you ever seen it i haven't seen it but i think i've heard you guys talk about it before. yeah yeah we, we love it it's yeah. great it's 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 really fun and also it's only like 92 minutes or something like nice. that it's a, a shane black film uh or shane black it's well, written it. by, it's co-written by shane black as well and uh co-written by shane black and also written and directed by one of his best friends fred decker who i believe helped him on uh one of I think it was one of a Lethal Weapon sequels, yeah, and he's also only ever known for directing RoboCop three, which is terrible. So, yeah. Oh, and he has a writer's credit on uh The Predator before that movie was mutilated by a studio. Right. Um. Anyway, it's great. It's yeah. really fun movie. Uh, you get to hear Dracula call a little girl a bitch. Um, <laughs> you get to see the the Wolfman get kicked in the balls. Um. There's a great scene at the end where. Uh, they're trying to get one of the kids' st- sisters to read this book because they think she's a virgin, and she's not, obviously. Spoilers, whatever. But uh, it's just batshit crazy the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, also made back in a time when kids' movies like actually had a spine. And you could smoke in them. 
which was mm. nuts. Like, yep, there's there a there's go. a teenager smoking in that movie. Yeah, there's I like remember a, the the animated Clone Wars movie was rated PG for smoking because the hut smoked a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Like the the Jabba the hut? Uh, one of the huts. I'm his uh, uh, hut. Not not like a, one of the huts. Not like smoking. a building. Like, no, you know. <laughs> no, not not the building, but like the one building of the huts. smoking PG um, the gangsters. Like uh, there's uh, but there's one character who's just like an all around like John Connor type little badass, and like he probably gets the most kills out of all of them. He yeah. chain smokes like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. And then uh, and then we watched Halloween, hmm. uh, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, I fucking love that movie. We talked about yeah. it on the on the the creep mm-hmm. episode, but just to reiterate, that movie is a modern. Well, not even modern. It's it's a classic. It's a masterpiece, and in, in, in shows you know kind of where horror was going at the time. Because before it, there was a couple slasher movies that had come out. You know, there was um, uh, Black Christmas was one that that comes to mind. Uh, My Bloody Valentine is another one. You know, I think might have might have been in the eighties. But beside the point, yeah, but, uh, like, Halloween is what really cemented the slasher genre. Yeah, and that's why we have slasher films. And for a long time, that was what we had. It was because of that movie, and we can thank John Carpenter for that. And, you know, the, the films that he's created since then have also become classics. You know, things like The Thing or Big Trouble in Little China or... That's not a, well, that's not a horror movie, but... No, but I'm not... No, 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 no. The Thing is great. Yeah, The I Thing is also a really, good, a really good film. Um, yeah, anyway, like, the the, the Halloween um, really instituted a lot of principles that we, we believe in for horror films nowadays, you know. And uh, it's a great spot for us to maybe transition into... The episode. Hey. Da, da, da. Yeah, I got uh, my trusty notes. Hey, hold on. I'll let you. I'll let you all hear at home. Hear the book. That was the book over. <laughs> it's beautiful. I could hear it. You guys yeah. probably fucking couldn't. But uh, you know, compared to what we talked about on the on the last horror episode, that one was mostly just us talking about the horror films that we liked. Right. We didn't really talk about a whole lot of stuff that was of substance you know we didn't learn how to do that until later episodes of the podcast anyway so now that we now that we have a little bit of talent and a little bit more like comfort in front of the microphone i think it's okay for us to maybe revisit some of our older topics right Mm -hmm. so going back or reboot we're rebooting ourselves we're rebooting ourselves already yeah (laughs) kevin smith waited 20 fucking years and we're doing it i mean they reboot spider-man every other year so on that note spider-man yeah that's actually okay fuck the the episode we're talking about spider-man now (laughs) uh no spider-man 2 um uh into the spider-verse yeah second one 2022 right Uh, april 2022 yeah they just posted a video of of the symbol and said 2022 yeah well it flashed there's a few things going on in there if you really reevaluate it man Look at it. You get to see Spider Woman's uh, colors in there. You know, there you Bendis, probably Black Cat. Uh, Bendis went off wild on uh, Instagram, being like, "It's coming, it's coming." Yeah, and he probably was too. Um, <laughs> on that note, too, uh, in the in the we, something we forgot to talk about on the last episode was uh, Star Wars. The, the Star Wars. Yeah. Trailer. Wow. Yeah. Um, we, let's it's a just, great trailer. Yeah, honestly. I don't think I've been this stoked for a movie in a long time. I'm really excited. Like, I haven't been this stoked for a movie since the last Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> fuck, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's, I, a, it's a good trailer. Yeah, like, so uh, we bought tickets to go see it. So, yeah. well, so you bought tickets and you, and you we, gave them to us. collectively, we bought tickets. <laughs> just just go with it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> for the people I'm just trying home. to give you credit, Christian. Yeah, so, so we're going to go see it the night, the day before it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. One of the first showings in our city, 6.30 p.m. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the location because I don't want to get stabbed. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna go see it at 6:30 p.m. in our city, 
Uh, we're gonna cruise on down to the theater. Maybe we'll afterward. We'll come back. We'll maybe record an episode. I don't know. That'd be a good idea. Maybe I don't know. Liam probably, retrospective on Star Wars in general. Yeah, Liam probably pitched that idea to you on the way here. He didn't yeah. actually. No, well, no. That's a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas is essentially Liam's chauffeur yeah. now. So. Yeah. You see, unlike Christian, I'm not a one-trick pony. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Well, it's been building up for a Where while. Where did that, what, how did that tie at all to our conversation? How did that tie, please, please enlighten me where you, where your train of thought went with that. My train of thought derails in mysterious ways. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, I'm thinking about Inside Out. It, weird. <laughs> well, we got the train of thought in that movie. So, some might consider that a horror film. <laughs> no. But on the note of, uh, of horror films, so... Uh, what, what are some things, like, what makes something scary for you guys? Like, when you, when you think of a horror film, what is, what makes it scary compared to something that would not, like, would be, some people would consider it a horror film, but is not a scary, or is not, would consider well, scary, but is not a horror film, right? Yeah, well, like, what, what, um, does a horror film need to be scary, do you think? Well, so that, so I have a list here of some mm-hmm. horror, some movies that we could juxtapose and, and tie together. So something that is a horror film like Halloween mm-hmm. or even something like the Evil Dead movie, the first Evil Dead movie compared to Army of Darkness, right? Yeah. Army of Darkness, not a horror film. No, no, it's a, a comedy. But I'm, but like I'm talking about, excuse me, because um, obviously everything like things that are scary and aren't scary are subjective. But well, like, like Jurassic Park, for example. Yeah. Well, I like mean, it's not it's not scary, but it has horror elements. I mean, to uh, it. Right. I would argue like I would argue that on top of uh, like probably next to comedy, uh, uh, was it horror is probably the most uh, subjective genre out there that's true but yeah. also, I also i don't think something needs to be scary for it to be a horror movie yeah so so again that's also like uh, that that was on my mind too so something like uh the witch right the witch mm-hmm. is not scary mm-hmm. but it is a horror film yeah. Mid- midsummer not scary mm-hmm. but it's it's a horror film i'd argue right? like the conjuring isn't scary yeah but... i mean it's got scary parts i i mean my... Maybe, maybe, maybe not for, for me, you. But, <laughs> I don't know. For, for me, what, what about, I find, well, like, what ho- I find Saw scary. Or Hostel or uh, yeah. like Slither even. Those are yeah. those are not scary. Well, I mean, they're I, gross. Well, right? I mean, I remember when I was a kid and everybody was going off talking about how scary Saw was. I was like, this isn't scary it's at all. It's not scary. Sorry, Lucas, no. what were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say that like for me, what makes a thing scary is how like plausible it is. Okay. Like yeah. uh, for me, if like when I watch like for example, The Conjuring... I'm like, no, ghosts aren't real, so I'm not. I don't know. My brain doesn't get scared by right. that. Like Says anything you. that has to do, <laughs> anything <laughs> has to do with like something that's supernatural. It's definitely fun. Like I like The Conjuring; it's a good movie. But like things with like demons and like ghosts and stuff like that, I they don't scare me because right. my brain, like, yeah, it's not real. Fine, I mean, right? You can but shut movie, it off. Some, yeah. even something with aliens, like I mean, Mars attacks, is yeah. not. Yeah, is not scary. Uh, to um, add to what you were gonna say, what you were saying, Lucas, is that like I feel like you can. At least for me personally, you can make stuff like that scary or whatnot. But I mean, like, uh, in some cases, like, um, uh, easy example, something like, uh, say, uh, uh, was it Pennywise is like, why I don't find Pennywise scary is because it is clearly a sentient thing where it's like, and monsters and stuff like that don't really tend to scare me. I get more scared about something like US you can't reason with. Mm-hmm. Like something like uh, Freddy Krueger, I find scary because you can't reason with him. He's just a deranged murderer. Right. Mm-hmm. is that human element or even like alien, like... The xenomorph is more like a beast that you just can't reason with at all. It's so just a wild animal. How do you compare then aliens to alien then? Because it's the same same principle. Um, alien, I would say, is alien is definitely a horror movie, haunted house in space. One hundred percent. Yeah. Aliens is essentially an action war film with some horror elements in it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because, like, to, to me, the, the thing that actually gets me is people. Right. <laughs> so, now, my next question on the list. Mm-hmm. Now, so this is kind of the flow of the, this fucking episode as I'm interviewing you boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are you, what are you afraid of? What, like, what, what, like, really? Let's, I think I just answered that. People. I know. People. <laughs> so, Lucas answered the question. Now, it's your fucking turn. <laughs> um, I, so, that was very angry. I love you. I love you, my sweet <laughs> boy. I definitely agree with Lucas on the whole, like, uh, just people and whatnot. Um, though, even then, there's, like, a lot of uh, variety kind of in that. Like, uh, when it's, like, people. If somebody's just a deranged madman or whatnot, like, you would argue, you could make the argument that the guy is just, well... Why should I be that scared of him? He's mentally ill and probably needs some support, some supports that we aren't giving him or whatnot. But with something like us, somebody who's in complete and utter control and completely lucid, it is still going off. Yeah, that's that's what I find that way scarier than like a deranged madman. Yeah, so so things like uh, like Get Out, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that Mm -hmm. in that movie, that you're fully in control, right? Like like well, not not we talked about it before, but creep. Yeah, creep. Yeah, well, last episode. Now, now to an extent, think about yeah, because he is kind of deranged. Right. I mean, yeah, but also, like, he's generally in control of himself. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more so in the first movie than in the second yeah. one, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, but the same thing, the same came, uh, kind of applies to uh, uh, my notes, fuck. Uh, a movie like Tusk, right? Like, mm-hmm. Liam and I have seen Tusk. In that in that movie, he's like, um, Howard Howe is fully in control in that situation. And and so much so that he not only mentally abuses abuses uh, uh, J- Justin Long's character, Wally. but just like Wally, but physically abuses him too. Mm-hmm. So much so that he becomes a completely different person by the end of the movie, right? Um, I was going to say, what about the whole thing with like people of like, where you don't really know for sure if they're completely, lu- if they're completely in control or just not very lucid? Like part of why I found like an example being like the Joker and the Dark Knight is that like I don't know if he actually is absolutely insane or if it's yeah. all an act or whatnot. Yeah. That's why something like that really scares me. Or even mm-hmm. like reading Alice in Wonderland as a kid. Like I remember the Mad Hatter really creeping me out because you don't really know if he's dangerous or not. Yeah, like that unpredictable element. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I mean that that that's what makes someone. That's what kind of makes anyone scary. Yeah, right? and I like since we talked about Star Wars a little bit, that it was kind of that element to Kylo Ren. Like I, I was so unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. like you, you, I don't, I don't know what he's ever gonna do. Right, because I mean, at this point, we don't know if he's a good guy well, think, or a bad guy. Right? Yeah, he's, he's teeter tottering on the on the on the verge of both. I think that's why there's been a rise in like in the past like de- two decades or so of like young people being made increasingly more sca- uh, scarier in films or whatnot, and like why a lot of our villains are essentially kids with young people. Yeah, like yeah. uh, like kids or like uh, even just like uh, teenagers that have been given guns essentially. Like, when you're just mm. hormonally out of control and, like, uh, you have some kind of weapon. Right. Like, obviously, that plays into a lot of society's fears right now. Yeah. But even just the concept alone of, like, somebody just emotionally unhinged and, like, just, like, uh, like just at, like, a very vulnerable and dangerous point of their lives just being being capable of going out of her way and committing acts of atrocity. Yeah, and it's it's funny to think about how that trend has uh, kind of come full circle in horror films, right? Like when you look back on those those sixties and or seventies and eighties horror films, a lot of them were like that. The fear was it could happen to you, right? That was where a lot of that fear came from. And then in the eighties, you kind of had you know your Freddy Kruegers and your your Jasons, where just don't 
I mean, for Freddy Krueger, it's like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or with Jason, it's like, just don't go to Camp Crystal Lake, you know? <laughs> well, Unless he comes to Manhattan, then we're all fucked. Well, but when but, he's in space, we're good. Don't go to space. Um, well, actually, uh, even <laughs> I mean, on... that movie does explain itself. That there's an Earth, too. Don't don't get no. <laughs> Even on uh, top of the 80s stuff, there was a lot of, like, very much commentary made around that. Right, but like, then, but then, sorry, even, even moving on into, into the, two, the aughts, or the 90s and the aughts, like, a lot of that was supernatural horror, and um, unless you count Scream, but yeah, that well, was a different its own thing. Top but, of that, you got like the Platinum Dunes remakes, and... right? So, so we're coming, and then, but now we've come into the late aughts, um, going into the 2020s. Like, we have com- come full circle. Now it's we're back to the this could happen to you, like at any time, like in yeah, Get Out. Like uh, that is the um the uh, 30 year cycle, I believe it's called 30 year cycle. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, how Star Wars was in was inspired by like uh there's a whole there's there's a lot of material on it about it but like essentially filmmakers come of age they're about they're in their 30s they start making things that are inspired or they start directly remaking things that they enjoyed when they were kids and it's just a cycle well an easy example of that like i remember i was watching a uh or i was reading something on it where like look at how in the 50 or in the 80s you were getting a bunch of movies like ghostbusters and gremlins but had a lot of 50s nostalgia type things in there yeah yeah in 2010s you get a lot of stuff about the 80s Right. Yeah, yeah, like how, uh, like, I mean, I think Stranger Things has really contributed a lot to that, but have you noticed, like, the onslaught of, like, things with a lot of 80s nostalgia oh, and all of course. Of that? We've talked about it a number of times on the podcast. I mean, Stranger, thank you, Stranger Things, for doing that and, and bringing us back to that. But it, in a way, for some some things, it became detrimental because it became so referential that it kind of distracts its way away from the plot. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. I'm wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt right now. That's literally the whole <laughs> fucking show, right? I like that show because, you know, it... it I, f- I find that they, they make jokes about that sort of thing quite well. Personally speaking, let's not get into it. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. because I don't want to kick off the Rick and Morty tribalists who are probably listening. Yo, it starts on November 10th, just saying. It's already coming. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my own fucking podcast. Now, that's something to be scared of, guys. But uh, on that note, um, when you, when we think about trends, then, then that, that makes me think about tropes in horror films. And um, what what are some tropes that you love versus like what are some tropes that you hate in horror films right i mean i'm um lucas is we've talked about this before how you you love when a hero gets back up right? yeah i mean that very much is a survivor girl or the survivor or the, yeah. the final girl in a lot of horror films that yeah, that's, that's the true. whole point is mm-hmm. is that they get to the end they get back up yeah and, and and there's a lot of movies that that have that element like the descent um is one um laurie strode in halloween that's kind of her whole that's the whole point of halloween 2018 uh, Nancy is that she, in uh in uh nightmare on elm street right um uh, uh sydney prescott in 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 scream yeah we know a lot about horror films <laughs> <laughs> um i wasn't gonna... over here i'm like out of all those movies i said scream <laughs> i've seen scream Scream's good. I, I was gonna say that uh oh, with ripley the... yes yeah, ripley, there I, you. I was gonna say that with uh horror movies, danny in midsummer <laughs> uh, i love a lot of like the uh underlying like when there's a lot of like even if it's not super blatant like un well, especially when it's not super blatant, like, underlying commentary or whatnot. Like, the 80s, given it was a time for, like, um, where everything was, like, really big and kind of, like, all over the place. Like, the 80s, a lot of horror movies were very much uh, commentating on, like, the war on drugs that was going on under the Reagan administration. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's quite blatant, too, especially in, like, uh, the, like the nightmare films. There's a lot of, uh, well, the second nightmare film is essentially a homoerotic exploration of, yep. of, of, Gatum. <laughs> um even uh <laughs> that's an yeah, interesting very, way to put that yeah, yeah no uh yeah, the renegade cut actually argument. did an ep- excellent episode talking about uh horror films under the reagan administration yeah interesting um and like uh just again there's a lot of stuff from like the uh the war on drugs and uh i uh, was at homophobia and whatnot yeah 
like um which can be problematic going back to some horror films because some horror films can uh was it definitely they try a lot of them un, even if unknowingly there is codings and trying to play on what society is scared of at the time right like with reagan under the war on drugs or whatnot with a war on drugs or whatnot everybody was scared of like people going off and doing drugs or whatnot um or in the uh even if you go back as far as Psycho and, like, there were more uh, people coming out or whatnot, like, there was definitely some queer yeah. coding oh, in there. No, with totally. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. 100%. I mean, Norm. Psycho is, is a perfect example of that, right? Of 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 the fear of men becoming women and women becoming yeah. men. Like, um, there, it is, uh, as much as I love that movie, there are some transphobic elements to it. Oh, totally. I mean, it's. I don't think it really brings the movie down as, like, being mm-hmm. a bad film, but I do think that, like, it is a showcase for, like, what people were scared of at that time. Yeah. So yeah, it does have its important place in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I totally agree. I, 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 I think when I think about these these things that have occurred in horror films and in 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 uh, you know where we're moving forward in horror films at this point, where do you see horror film horror films you know going in the next couple of years here? Because in my mind, you know, we're like we talked about the thirty year cycle. We're gonna kind of maybe cycle back to those. Um, not necessarily it could happen. Well, I just said that that's what we're in right now is like the, it could happen to you. That's, that's the horror, you know, get out and us. Right. Well, I feel like we're actually getting a balance of like some of the more like cool out there, supernatural stuff, which a is what bit, I want. Like, I want more of a balance, like hereditary. Right. Or, or you, did you watch it? Uh, no, but oh. I know, I like no one. <laughs> <You> fuck. <laughs> um, but then we think about things like uh, quiet place, right? That, yeah. that will never mm-hmm. fucking happen. Yeah. I mean, as, far, as far as we know, right? Yeah. I mean like, and, uh. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, even like some of the films Mike Flanagan has put out, like, uh, oh, like, totally. o- yeah. like Oculus is like very yeah. much just mm. like, there's not really mm-hmm. any, like, like, I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I could find some real world commentary in there or whatnot. Like you could definitely read some stuff on like mental illness or well, whatnot. I mean, that, I mean, that's, or, like it could happen to you, but horror films are, are, um, they kind of go hand in hand with comedy, right? It's, it's a way for you to talk about serious issues while skirting around the issue. Right, mm-hmm. like, like that's the glory of a horror film versus the glory of a comedy film. Like a comedy, yeah, com- and and it gives you license to not even like, even, like you can skirt around it as well. But like comedy and horror are both, especially, give a way to like literally tackle it head on. Right. Sorry, skirting around the issue. I I use the wrong phrase. That's no, no, that's good. more so where I was going with it. Was mm-hmm. that yes, you can you can you can hit the nail on the head. Yeah, and, like and you can like get out. It is not a subtle film. No. no. In fact, <laughs> uh, I still argue that I think Get Out is just as much a dark comedy as it is a uh, as it yeah. as it is oh, a yeah. horror I, film. I honestly think there like the line between the line between horror and comedy is very thin. It is now. Yeah. Right. I mean, it I never mean, like, used to be. I I I'd argue it could be cuz just like a lot of things that we find scary turn the lights on and they're funny. Yeah, I guess if you think about it and you watch Halloween um, if you have the lights on, Michael Myers just walking down the street in that stupid fucking mask, that's yeah. not scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it would be if you were alone by yourself walking yeah. down the street. But like what I mean but... by, by them being so similar and close together is they are both very primal uh, reactions. Right. And they're kind of the two sides of the same coin, in my opinion, in terms of like our emotional reactions to them. Yeah. When you think about the physiological um, connection between the two of them, essentially fear and and laughter or a joy are physiologically the same yeah, very, like butterflies mm. in your stomach uh can be nervous or they can be really good like yeah. you could have butterflies because you're so excited like, or butterflies because you're nervous they're the exact same physical yeah, there feeling is, there is yeah. a reason you people sometimes when we're stressed out can have a nervous laughter right oh yeah like yeah. like a lot of people myself included when they're dealing with like a very stressful situation or like a very uh like uh, or like going through grief or whatever make a lot of inappropriate jokes yeah 
the gallows humor is is, yeah. is a great way to de- for a lot of people to deal with um that emotion you know yeah like when we were writing uh slash watcher in the trees for example mm-hmm. like i was going through quite a lot of shit at that time mm-hmm. which i went back and listened to that episode great episode by the way there's a wonder I, I always used to wonder why our episode with john was so well received and now i know it's because you and i are awesome lucas <laughs> uh, <laughs> liam you're also great too john's also great john tasker friend of the show, friend um, of the show. But uh, yeah, like um, people take those those negative experiences and channel them into something positive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, talking about Midsummer again. Fuck, uh, it's I gotta, I gotta see it you at gotta. some point. Yeah, I'll lend it to you. I got it now. So, uh, but it um, it's Ari Aster's interpretation of what a breakup is supposed to be. You know, he went okay. through a very negative negative experience, and then went and wrote Midsummer, right? And that became like, you know currently because he's only got two movies but he's got a number of short films too beside the point um like a magnum opus at this time right like it, it's it's a, it's a beautiful film and beautifully represents a lot of those concepts while not necessarily uh well no beating them on the head quite literally but also giving you a wonderful um representation of the anxieties and stuff represented with that too right it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's glorious anyway um, um no but but the, what i was trying to get at was just um the the emotional response versus the emotional um uh no i lost my thought nope, no float it away sorry guys you guys you guys go I ahead i was gonna ask uh with Tech like team, the whole uh, uh horror and comedy thing and how they kind of meet and how like horror uh, humor and uh, fear can like intertwine so much mm-hmm. when do you think that like a uh, a horror movie with like more comedy or whatnot or like the balancing act doesn't work that is a good question i think it i think it takes a deft hand in the writing and, and the direction. I'm trying to think of some of a horror comedy that doesn't work. Cause well, like Fre- Freddy versus Jason does not oh, yeah, work. Yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. Cause, Cause like, that, that's a traditionally scary franchise. And mm-hmm. then a traditionally humorous, not always, but tra- changed into a comedy franchise. And then they fucking hammer them together. It's the same thing with yeah. Chucky. Like the first two, chi- first three child's play films are genuinely not genuinely but generally scary and you see mm-hmm. even as a kid i never found chucky very scary i think a lot of his but i've always found like the thing of a creepy doll to be just kind of ridiculous it's fucking stupid but it's another one of those things where that paranormal element that it you know your kids being harmed that's a that's a scary thing yeah, for a I, lot of people but i think it was also just one of the ones that i was shown really young where i was just like uh it just didn't scare me yeah like again even at a really young age yeah that's fair that's fair leprechaun right leprechaun's in one of those movies where it's not scary it's it's just funny right mm-hmm. yeah i think it's just like uh when it comes to like uh just too much of like the obvious like uh i t- talk about it a lot like the winking at the camera or just like kind of mm-hmm. going that way like uh, even to a point where uh uh, Freddy Krueger loses me as the films go on when he starts to like break the fourth wall. Yeah, or, well, like, there's uh, there's a scene I I think it's in um, the sixth one. I could be wrong, where he's on a broom and he like flies past the window and essentially <laughs> says like you're not in Kansas anymore and then flies away. Like in the first movie, you see you see Freddy for seven minutes in that movie mm. and the whole and the entire runtime of that film you see him for seven minutes total. Yeah, and uh, and, and and half of that you you see his face. Yep. right and like that and that's 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 fucking scary that, yeah. that and then in the second one there's a scene where he's chasing a bunch of kids around a swimming pool and completely <laughs> shifts and then also had nothing to do with Wes craven yeah i right? think i just think that like with horror movies what works best for me is the less is more approach mm-hmm. like i get a like uh i remember seeing uh the remake to uh don't be afraid of a dark in theaters right and i had seen the original one as a kid i thought that and- was a video game 
No, and the, Am I wrong? No. The original one, they uh, the, the really smart thing they did is they did not show the creatures until, like, the last little bit. Is that the Del Toro one? Uh, Del Toro produced the, uh, the new one. Right. And then in the new one, you see them all over the place to a point where it gets laughable. Are you talking about scary stories to tell in the dark? No, uh, this one is called Don't Be Afraid Don't of the be Dark. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's a remake of an older film from the 80s. Well, damn, Del Toro really likes the dark a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, did you know they're doing a remake of, of uh, The Grudge? Yep. Yeah. I watched the trailer for it. It looks fucking dumb. I haven't yeah. even seen the first Grudge. Oh, it's it's good. It's not. I mean, it's not a fucking masterpiece. But Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, and you kind of see her side boob. No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut that. Uh, Christian, don't put that in. <laughs> Christian, do not put that in. Christian, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, me. Um, I was gonna say it's also. I think part of what I think is also fun to talk about with uh. Uh, with people about horror movies is like what you're scared what you find scary as opposed to what you're not like i mean sometimes i think it could be a little bit off-putting when like everybody's just going off and saying the same thing or whatnot just because i feel like the influence from the public zeitgeist can kind of come into that oh, but yeah. i remember uh talking with uh uh one friend uh i've talked with one friend of mine about like freddy krueger versus uh michael myers and i t- and he talked about like or uh why he found uh michael myers a lot scarier um it wasn't you no 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 um, no no no. i thought you were gonna say uh, you were gonna say something that i already had a, a no a it was for. uh and i, I wrote think, a, i wrote a i wrote a list number for it <laughs> and i think a lot of it was that um michael myers is like uh, as terrifying as it is as like a big brute and killing machine coming for you and who just doesn't stop like uh i mean that is genuinely terrifying but i think why uh freddy krueger st- struck such mo- so much more of a chord with me growing up is because like you're never safe from him, really, because everybody dreams. Like, I've only met a handful of people. Like, even if you don't remember them, like, like I have a feeling everybody dreams unless you've suffered some kind of, like, uh, trauma or, like, uh, or like some kind of a condition or whatnot that prevents you from doing so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dreamed last night nothing but about uh, busting ghosts. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, that was my whole my my whole entire whole entire fucking dream. And you know how like when you go through REM cycle, you wake up sometimes, and then you kind of like wake up for like a split second, and then fall back asleep because yep. you're like your dream is like kind of reached the end of a chapter, and then you go into the next chapter of the dream. That mm-hmm. happens. I would to wake up. I woke up a couple times last night, and I was like, enough. <laughs> I was like, I get it. I like this video game, but get out of my fucking head, you stupid plumber. Like, go out of this pipe, right? Yeah. I can't anyway. remember. It's been a long time since I rem- remember a dream. What was, do you have a dream that you, that you have, that you can remember like in great detail? No. No, really? No, there was one time I had a lucid dream. That's like the one time I remember. And do you remember anything about it? I don't remember what was happening, but I do remember real like I was being chased by something and I realized this is so stupid. I must be dreaming. Shit. Uh, I'm dreaming. And then you were in complete control. No, my oh. my dream kind of did the Inception collapse thing. Oh. I, woke up. <laughs> I mean, um, part of why I had to learn how to lucid dream is because like uh, dreams were really fucking with me for a while, and it was like really start. And some I was having some that were really starting to spook me and mess with me the next day. Do you remember mm. what your last dream was? The one that you like the your last dream? Uh, most recently, yeah. Um, and not to be a millionaire. Uh, we all, no, we all, we all, that's what we all dream for. No, last <laughs> night I just. Uh, had a a thought that something really terrible at work had happened, and I had to go deal with it. Hmm. That's that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, um, sorry you had to deal with that in your dream. I I was busting ghosts. <laughs> busting <laughs> makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, do you have any other questions, Christian? Or... <laughs> I got a number of them, Liam. Okay, yeah, <laughs> a perfect. lot of them unrelated to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me let me get the let me get the the book open again. Um, number one, what? Why are you so handsome? <laughs> well, it that was for Liam. Genetics. Sorry. Oh no. Uh, no. Why is it? Why are you so beautiful? That's Lucas. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll no. Um. <laughs> We, I know we kind of talked about it before, but um, what what is, you know, having spent the past year and a half with you guys doing this podcast, we've seen a number of other films since the inception of this podcast, since inception even. Um, what, uh, we, like, we talked about Creep, so we both, you know that Lucas and I love Creep, um, home listeners and Liam, I'm looking at Liam. Uh, what are some of your favorite horror films? Like, is there one that you can really like your your mind just automatically goes to that you just think of immediately well alien is still to this day my favorite horror film right uh a part of it does come from nostalgia of like of a whole thing of like i was at the alien just giving me many sleepless nights as a kid yeah, yeah. but to a point where very even sometimes we're like i'll start thinking about like like not even just that alien but like the fears of the unknown or whatnot and what about like, what uh, about like the mars attacks alien? it's like ah, ah, ah. No, even as a kid, I thought that, that movie shit, was stupid. That shit scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. Shit, yeah. shit, I'm redundant, sorry. Um, um, no, that scared the bejeebus out of me when I was a child. Yeah, yeah. no, that stuff, I really, all, even as a kid, I just thought that was kind of stupid. Speaking of which, do you guys remember the green ribbon? That story? That story, the, the green ribbon, where the girl has the green ribbon around her, her neck all the time, and she goes out on a date, and then the boyfriend asks her, like, like, why do you have that green ribbon on it? And and, and as the, the story goes on, she's like, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. Then they go back to his apartment, and, he, and he's just like, why do you have that green ribbon on? I need to know. And she takes it off, and her fucking head falls off. Yep, I remember yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah. When I was, I, heard that. I was in, like, first grade or something like that, and I heard that in the library, and it pissed my pants. So <laughs> I remember. Uh, and then I would go back and take that book out again. I heard, <laughs> Not I heard. because I was incontinent, and I wanted an excuse for it. No. <laughs> That I was actually, a fucking great joke. I actually, <laughs> Good I, on me. I actually no, first was, heard that story when I was at a campfire, and I w- went camping with my dad as a kid. Oh yeah, right on. Whoa, it's so much weirder when I'm sitting way over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's like was, professional now. Guys. I was yeah. also gonna say, uh, with um, Alien, a big part of why that also just scares me so much and really strikes a chord with me is just so, some of the underlying themes that are going on in there. Um, like even its set design or even just in its implications, like how the whole thing really in the end is kind of a rape allegory. Uh, uh Alien. No, oh, okay. Yeah, like where? Oh yeah, uh, I guess to an extent, yeah. Yeah, like uh, even like again, even in the set design, you can see things of that. There's a reason why the alien looks like a big penis at the end, and <laughs> yeah, and why, and why like all the eggs look like like vaginas, and and why um and like how it's Sigourney Weaver just fighting this big dick monster shooting yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, I would I would watch you. just that movie. Yeah, <laughs> but not 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 Ripley, Sigourney Weaver versus the dick monster. Yeah, her like yeah. not a, not her playing character, her playing herself. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, the most like one, probably one that I, I've talked about on the show before, but uh, Quiet Place is what yeah. my brain goes to. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah. aside from the ones we've already talked about, like Creep and Psycho and stuff like that, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Psycho. Other one uh, because my, it's been on my mind recently is Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- did you watch any more of Ash versus the Evil? Oh uh, yeah, I'm halfway through season two. Oh nice, yeah. cool. Right yeah. on. Yeah, see, I, some, I haven't there, seen a ton of it. Uh, yeah, there, there are there are some absolutely disgusting scenes. Great. Yeah, you're a Resident <laughs> Evil Dead fan now. Yeah, I am. I, I yeah. do. I do really like Evil Dead. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad that we could do that for each other. You know, yeah. <laughs> introduce each other to certain things. We introduced yeah. Lucas to uh, Evil Dead. I I introduced Liam to methamphetamine. So there you go. Not, not, perfect. <laughs> not, no, 
that's not true boys <laughs> not true it's true <laughs> liam's biting his arm off right now <laughs> no not true drug drug addiction is a very serious thing in the world and i apologize for making a joke about it and moving on shame on us we're going to the bad place yeah uh speaking of which i haven't seen the newest episode oh, yet it's great um i watched the one just before it though where mm. uh jason and uh, michael go to the bad place yeah that's fucking great it's so that good. show is so awesome it, oh, man. and the, and the so liam's not gonna get this but that little twist with janet yeah. I, didn't, I did not fucking see that coming oh, man, that's at so all good that really fucking threw me for a loop yeah Anyway, I got another episode I got to watch, so we'll see you guys. In, we'll see you guys in twenty five minutes. Yeah. Now, uh, do you have a favorite kill in a horror film? Because oh. when I, when I think of of things like that, my favorite kill is not really a kill in a horror film. It's more. It's a death. It's a favorite death. But in Cabin in the Woods, when Chris Hemsworth <laughs> rides the motorcycle into the wall. <laughs> I was gonna say Cabin in the Woods too, except it's multiple deaths. It's when when, when all the monster doors open. Yeah, yeah, and it's just insane. Cabin. And I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Merman. If there's no. one that I mean, again, a lot of his stuff comes back to like even just my own personal experience growing up watching a lot of horror movies is probably the uh, Blood Volcano in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's J- Johnny Depp's death? Yeah, that's yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know what another one good one is? Kevin Bacon dying Friday the 13th. Yep. Arrowhead through the fucking <laughs> neck. That's oh, awesome. It's great. Nice. Yeah. You know what's wild to think about is like a lot of these big-time celebrities, they had their start in those kinds of movies, right? Yeah. Like think about Zach Galifianakis getting his start in Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, that's <laughs> kind of a horror film. Paul Rudd being in one of the Halloween yeah, films. Yeah, he's in Halloween oh, really? 6. Yeah, yeah, he's in oh, Halloween wow. 6. Nice. Uh, he... Sarah Michelle Geller is in uh, one of the Scream movies. Scream 2. Yeah, Scream yeah, 2. She dies. Yeah, yeah. That was after Buffy. she played Buffy, though. I believe. Uh, they it were, was in the same time. Yeah, they yeah. were on at the same time. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, that movie had a lot of stars from a 90s. Those movies had a lot of stars from a 90s who aren't really anywhere anymore. Like. Um, <laughs> Kristen Bell kills uh, Anna Paquin at the beginning of Scream 4. Really? Yeah, yeah. she stabs her in the that's, stomach. That's yeah. awesome. I haven't seen Scream 4 yet. Oh, it's good. Scream 4 is probably my favorite of the Scream sequels. Oh, nice. You can skip Scream 3. Skip Scream 3. I have seen Scream 3. Scream uh, 3 is bad. There, there was a part I liked. Because Carrie Fisher was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I still argue that uh, I think the biggest thing that shot Scream uh, 3 in my foot is that it was written by one of the worst writers in America. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Kruger. Aaron Kruger. I don't know who you are, but fuck you, Aaron Kruger. Excellent. Aaron. Actually, you know what? You might be a bad writer. You might be a good guy. Who knows? Aaron okay. Kruger he's, is... our, he's on our fuck you list. We already <laughs> did it. We already said it. You already said it, Lucas. Therefore, he's on yeah, the list. Lucas, Aaron, Sorry, Aaron. You can't take this shit back. <laughs> Aaron Kruger is the guy who wrote all of the Transformers sequels. Fuck you, Aaron Kruger. <laughs> Um, he, I um, bet he strangles puppies. Uh, he uh, um, defamation. We're gonna get a defamation. Oh, and for yeah. some <laughs> shitty reason, he's writing the uh, script for a, a proposed remake to *The Secret of Nim*. Really? Why? Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got loud there, but What's that the is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What's the point? Leave *The Secret of Nim* alone. It's There's, perfect. *The Secret of Nim*. That's why it's probably, called *The Secret of Nim*. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably my favorite animated film. It's a great movie. It's kind of scary, also, too. Yeah, I was about to say. It was a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, going back to movies that aren't horror films, but are scary. Yeah. We're, we're doing the inverse there of the conversation go. we had before. Because, like, uh, uh, Jurassic Park is not a horror film. But no. it's, got, it's scary. It's yeah. got some I know, scary it's elements. Got some scary right? elements yeah. I know people who can't watch Jurassic Park because yeah. it freaks them out. Right, now. I don't when blame I a, them. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought the scariest movie ever was E.T., I yeah, know that, too that, many people were scared of ET. Man, that, that kid loves that monkey so much. Yeah. So. Uh, it was I think it was the scene where like he first finds ET where he goes out into the d- backyard and it's dark and he throws a ball and then ET throws it back. Yeah, that's and I'm like, like I am out. That's Fuck legit this. Ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna it's say that uh, Beetlejuice as a snake genuinely scared me as a kid. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. 
Gargoyles. Couldn't watch that show. No, I loved that show. That show was sweet. It's wild. Yeah. I, I couldn't watch Gargoyles. I could watch Gremlins till the fucking cows came home. Like, <laughs> that movie, that movie, Gremlins. Yeah. No, nah, that's a horror film. I'd say Gremlins is a horror I film. I think it's just as much a horror Christmas as Second it is. Second greatest Christmas movie ever made. I'm telling you. Next to Die Hard. We should do something with Die Hard. Nah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Again. Uh, another one that uh, I, I think of as uh, a scary movie that's not a horror film, but uh, uh, Seven, right? Mm-hmm. Se- oh, seven's, okay. seven's not really a horror film not really but it's definitely like it's it's tense yeah it's it, it's psychological thriller so yeah. so where where is the line then with oh, a psychological well, think, thriller versus like a horror film well, I, one point. quick thing i was gonna say about seven is that i think it has one of the best jump scares out there when when the guy's on the bed and he just pops oh up. yeah totally mm. yeah 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 <laughs> or even something like american psycho right american psycho is not a horror film in my mind american right? psycho is hilarious yeah it's it's a, it's, it's, well, it's satire a, it's a very dark comedy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um right um where like at what point does it like something like cabin in the woods right cabin in the woods is is both it's a horror film and it's a comedy it's more yeah. so a comedy than it is anything else um or even going into the older halloween films a lot of those become comedic as, as the movies go on yeah, same thing with the second and third evil dead movies are like i second third one's pure comedy yeah and i'd say the second one's a pretty solid mix of horror so what why why do they do that like, like, is it is? Do you think it's a way to get new new viewers in so that they can go back and rewatch those movies? I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is that Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell's sensibilities kind of changed as it went on. Like, even the original Evil Dead had some of those more goofy kind of things, like kind of sprinkled throughout them. Yeah, and I just feel like as they went on, they were like, oh, "Why are we even still trying to make this a horror movie?" Like, I think they just kind of slowly started to realize how absurd everything was. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because a lot of times I think I think that I think you hit something there um, with absurdity. Because, like, horror movies are generally absurd. Typically. Yeah, typically. Yeah. Like, yeah. most horror concepts are completely absurd. Like, aliens come down to Earth and take over, and uh, they can only hear. And if you make right. any sound at all, they will hear you. That's absurd. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, the movie yeah. plays it very serious, and it works. But it is an absurd idea. Right. You could very easily turn that into a comedy. Cthulhu makes you go crazy, and therefore you have to cover your eyes and get your kids in a box, in a, yeah. in a boat, down to a blind people farm. Yeah. Right? That's Bird Box, right? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I haven't no, seen I think... it. Don't mind. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think uh, Liam hit hit it on the head there with absurdity. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. I I think I think that's the glory of of a horror film though is is that it is it it's a, it's so absurd that I mean I, I I know a lot of people that can't watch horror films because they it scares them too much because the the, the plausibility of it right. Mm-hmm. Um. When for me I I I've been watching movies since I was you know knee high to a toadstool you know like I, I and um i'm able to shut off and when i watch a scary movie and no <laughs> no this shit's real no, this shit's gonna happen i'm fine right yeah. i can walk out of that theater i can walk out of walk out of my my apartment and and go live my life and everything's okay yeah for people that can't do that like man i wish sometimes i'm so envy i'm so envious of that i'm so fucking envious of that like i would i would love to be able to to go back to when i was in junior high high school and i went to go see paranormal activity for the first time and scared the fucking shit out of me right like the first one scary movie then i kept watching them and they're not scary right like you just lose that you did so desensitized to the horror and the violence that like i don't know maybe 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 i'm fucked up too (laughs) (laughs) No, no i honestly can't think of too many movies that have genuinely scared me like there's movies that have made that have startled me and have like uh disturbed you and yeah disturbed i think is something else but like 
like startled me (laughs) startled me and like uh made me tense and stuff like that but like movies that have genuinely scared me are fairly few yeah can you can you think of the last one uh the last one probably creep it's been that long yeah <laughs> no me too honestly and uh and i've said before but like i get scared just like i get scared more by ideas than i do by like a lot of stuff right like so like even watching a lot of movies these days i don't really get scared i think a lot of it is that with a lot with uh, obviously some exceptions a lot of the time with horror movies since ever since for a lot of them are so influenced by other things i can kind of count beats a little bit Again, like, I get more scared even just, like, reading an idea that I find scary or whatnot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff even just that have been on, that has been on my mind that I find absolutely terrifying. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for a lot of our listeners, it's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, I know. I'm great, hey. Uh, so, this has been the Thundercast for this week. It uh, has been. Yeah, I, I know we went off the rails and I started getting all fucking butthurt about the world, but whatever. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Um, yeah, Lucas, th- we got some announcements, hey? We yeah, got a few yeah. things that we want to... We wanna... I mean, we're not sponsored by MeUndies or Squarespace or fucking Blue Apron, but I mean, but call us. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, where? Why we can, we can have we tell not... a dozen people about you? You know, maybe we are getting the calls, and I'm just screening them or screening my phone oh, calls no. so much that oh no, maybe Blue Apron has called us. Liam has Blue Apron <laughs> called you. Nope. And you get a phone call, and you're just like Blue fuck fuck no, off. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting for a, on a phone call from the great and powerful Phil Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if we got him on the show. Yeah. But, I sewed these boys in half. <laughs> hey, look at that. Anyway, uh, sawed us in half. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. <laughs> we're on social media. We sure are. We are. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I don't know the handles. That's cool. So on Instagram, <laughs> we are Thunder Lizard Collective. On Facebook, we are Thunder Lizard Collective. And on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. Nice. Yeah, because uh, Collective was taken slash too long. Oh yeah, so, there you go. The, the, um, yeah, those are yeah. those are our social media handles. If you if uh, please go yeah. follow us, like us, subscribe to us on on uh, also on YouTube as yeah. well. Yeah, um, on that well. note, on the note of YouTube, uh, last the part of why we didn't see a whole lot last weekend is we were working on a short film last weekend. Oh. Um, it's uh, it it'll hopefully come out um around the same time that this episode, maybe a week after this episode. So keep your eyes peeled on there. Um, it's a it's ghost movie. Um, it's kind of a comedy. I think I think a lot of people are gonna like it. We're gonna shoot another one this weekend. Nice. Um, that one is one that Liam wrote a little while ago, so that'll be great for us to uh, get ourselves a little bit more out there, and you guys will get to see a little bit more of us. So right on. Um, that'll and be on am, uh, Thunder Wizard Collective. Yeah, I am also on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Luke underscore Cunabel. Good luck spelling that. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Lucas's Twitter is fucking on fire. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so, uh, it, and also, uh, if, if you liked, if you like our show, if you like us or whatever, you want to, you know, marry us or whatever. I don't know why I said that. That yeah. was weird. Uh, you tell your friends about us, spread the word. Get them to marry us. Yeah. yeah. Get them to marry us. We yeah. can all have a big polyamorous. Yeah. Exactly. Move to Utah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do it extra legally so we can do it. Um, and lastly, if you want to go on an adventure with us, stay tuned for when we are eventually, hopefully soon, we'll premiere Thunder and Dragons. That's Thunder right. and Dragons. L- Liam, Liam looked ahead on the list of things to do, but yes, yes, Thunder <laughs> and Dragons. We'll have we're uh, we're gonna be recording a couple episodes of that really soon. Um, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that's gonna be mostly hosted by Lucas, um, with us uh, as characters on the show, uh, as well as uh, a friend of ours named Dan. Yeah, Dan. Uh, yep, yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Uh, yeah, we'll get him. He'll talk about him on on T and D. So. Yeah.
And, and also uh, follow us on Spotify. Share us on social media on all of them. Make sure you post on every single one and force everybody you know to listen to our podcast. That's right. And if you liked us, give us five stars on iTunes. iTunes. That, that, that always really helps. That always uh, pushes us to the top of the charts. Um, the faster we can get up there, the better. Um, right now, we currently have a perfect average. Uh, most of that is because the people you guys aren't giving us five stars, and it's mostly me giving us five stars every week. Nice. So if you didn't like us, give us a one. Fuck it. You know, at least you're honest, right? Yeah, there you go. At um, least show us some kind of human integrity. That's right, yeah. Uh, coming to you live from Elm Street, uh, my name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. Again, even in the set design, you can see things of that. There's a reason why the alien looks like a big penis at the end. And, yeah, and, <laughs> why, and why, like, all the eggs look like, like, vaginas. And, and why, um, and, like, how it's Sigourney Weaver just fighting this big dick monster shooting yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I would watch you. just that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not, not Ripley. Sigourney Weaver versus the dick monster. Yeah, her. Like, yeah. Not, a, not her playing character, her playing herself. Yeah. <laughs>